So, one thing I've noticed lately, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, is the sudden negative hatred or disdain for AEW. Now, I know some people will point out that this negative disdain for All Elite Wrestling goes a lot further. You know, basically it's been going on since the beginning of the company. But the obvious question that I'm sure a lot of people have is why? Why is there so much hate and disdain for this company by, you know, a group of wrestling fans that should be appreciative that they have a company that's trying to be a true alternative to what the WWE or Impact or New Japan or whoever else out there is offering? Well, I think there's several reasons. The first reason, I think, is because a lot of people look at AEW in the same veins that a lot of people look back upon ECW. And that's the fact that it's a niche promotion in their eyes. And what I mean by niche promotion, I'm talking about a promotion that's going to just get its time in the sun, you know, its 15 minutes of fame, and when it's all said and done, people are going to move on. Yeah, they'll remember the impact, if you will, the coin of phrase that it made on the business during its short tenure in existence, or on top, but then they're going to move on to the next uh, popular wrestling promotion out there that basically is going to try to do the same thing, if not take it to another level. And that's be a true alternative. Uh, the other thing, like I said, um, you know, in the first in the first topic here, in the first reasoning, the second thing I think the reason people don't like All Elite Wrestling is due to the fact that basically they believe, and excuse me for saying this, no offense, they believe that it's blowing its wad way too soon. And what I mean by blowing its wad, it's basically, you know, incorporating a lot of things that it shouldn't be incorporating at this time, you know, you know, as quickly as they are. Like, for example, they're incorporating celebrities like Shaquille O'Neal. You know, they're making partnerships with all these various promotions, you know, outside of them to try to build up the roster, build them up, you know, build up the promotion a lot bigger than what it is. You know, as well as incorporating and um, presenting these, you know, extreme match, you know, wrestling types, if you are these extreme wrestling match types that normally you don't see you know, but once in a while. And the only reason you see them once in a while is because they're meant to blow off a feud, not, you know, possibly continue it. And a good example of that is John Moxley and Kenny Omega. You know, their first matchup was lights out, no holds bar, anything goes, basically akin, uh, akin to what you saw in places like XPW, CZW, and at times in its infancy or in its prime, ECW. But, here's the thing, you know, fans could probably understand that, you know, having something like an exploding barbed wire, a death match, something that you rarely see on U.S. soil, except for promotions like what I just mentioned, CZW and XPW and all them, you know, it is a rare thing because it's mostly associated with promotions in Japan like FP, like FMW and PJW and stuff like that. So... You know, for this kind of match to come around or be announced to try to, you know, bring conclusion to the Moxie Omega feud, you know, fans can understand that. But I think the reason fans, and again, this goes into the second reason why they don't like it, is due to the fact that, you know, AEW is allowing these kind of matches to happen more so than ever. You know, they've allowed it to happen with Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They've allowed it to happen with Omega and Jonella. You know, Moxie and Janela, you know, it's more so than it should be. And I think that's why some people, you know, are hating on AEW. The fact that they're basically blowing the wad and bringing in celebrities 
you know, inc you know, incorporating partnerships with all these other wrestling promotions to make themselves look good in their opinion, as well as they're also basically relying too heavily or too heavily, if you will, on these extreme wrestling match types just to get people talking, just to get people's attention on their product. The third reason, I think, is because a lot of people are seeing very similar comparisons to WCW when it was on TNT with Monday Nitro. And when I'm talking about comparisons, I'm talking about going up against an established WWE product in NXT. And I'm also talking about the fact that, you know, they have the likes of Tony Schiavone. They now have Sting. Heck, today they recently made the announcement that they signed Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, to a contract to be a commentator and maybe down the line an in-ring competitor. You know, they made those announcements, and people are basically saying that, you know, they see a lot of similarities to WCW when they did something similar, especially when Monday Nitro was up and running and being, you know, basically portrayed as the big boy on the block on Monday nights. You know, because WCW not only would have good in-ring competition, but one of the other things they were always known for doing was signing established WWE talent over to the roster. Or over to the company to be part of the roster. I mean, they did this with Bret Hart. They did this with, you know, Brian Adams. You know, they did this with, um, you know, who else? They did this with Ted DiBiase, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. You know, all these guys that did have ties in, you know, earlier years before the WWE days. You know, with WCW when they were part of the NWA. But the point being, a lot of people are seeing comparisons with AEW to WCW because now AEW is doing something similar. Like I said, you know, they just recently signed the big show, Paul White, to a contract for commentating on the, one of the newer shows as well as basically possibly being an in-ring competitor down the line. They, before that, signed Sting to a contract, which was a surprise to a lot of people. You know, in the past, they've signed, you know, Miro, a.k.a. Rusev, FTR, The Revival, you know, they've signed, of course, to really get them off the ground, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, you know, so a lot of people are looking at this, these talents that they're bringing in that are former WWE talents, there were big names there, or semi-big names there, and now they're, now they're bringing them in to be part of AEW in some capacity, and a lot of people are seeing a similarity to what WCW did, to what Eric Bischoff did, by bringing in all this established WWE talent to help make WCW, you know, the, you know, the big boy on the block, like the, you know, like the kings of wrestling, like the true king wrestling promotion to the throne, which eventually WWE did. So in my opinion, when I look at those three things that I mentioned, you know, the fact that people look at it as being a niche product, the fact that they're blowing the wad too soon with a lot of things that they're doing, and three, the similarities to WCW Monday Nitro, one can understand why a lot of people dislike AEW. And I think probably the fourth, if not main reason as well, is it's being run behind the scenes by someone that's an avid wrestling fan, that being Tony Khan. Now, Tony Khan recently was promoted to a higher position in the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, which his family owns. But the point is, Tony Khan is looked on as well as a true wrestling fan, and obviously a fan of all kind of wrestling types. They also look at the fact that he's given EVP privileges to Cody Rhodes, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. And, you know, again, this being 
this being the fourth and probably main reason why people don't like AEW is because, again, it ties into that third reasoning. They see similarities with WCW, and the similarities being you have people that compete in the ring also working behind the scenes in an executive you know, role, and that usually, in the eyes of longtime fans and longtime wrestlers, you know, Hall of Famers, insiders, whatever the case may be, that you know, look down upon AEW right now and feel that maybe that's what's holding them back, they know that from experience, you put those kind of people in a position of power, then eventually they're going to book themselves to be the top priority, the top stars. They're going to book themselves to get over. And some people have probably already pointed out that, may, that they may have had to wait a little bit to kind of, you know, make it look like it's not about them, but eventually they're going to, but eventually they were going to get to that point, and that's what's happened in the eyes of a lot of folks. And I think that's why, that fourth and main, fourth and probably main reasoning why people don't like All Elite Wrestling right now and why it's getting so much hate and why you have people here on YouTube and various wrestling sites coming out and saying it sucks and that it's nothing more than a niche promotion that is going to have its time in the sun and it's 15 minutes of fame and then when it's up, you know, people are going to forget about it and move on. It's mainly because of that fourth and main reason, in my opinion. Now, do I look at AEW that way myself? No. I may not watch Dynamite on a weekly basis like I should, but no one else does. And the, and the people that don't watch it on a weekly basis, like myself, they're still fans of it. They still pay attention to it. They pay attention to it through YouTube. They pay attention to it through social media. And when they hear about something, yeah, they're going to want to check it out. There's no doubt. I mean, heck, when I heard the announcement of an exploding barbed wire deathmatch for Moxie and Omega at Revolution, that got my attention to the point that not only did I watch the clip, and then I also added that clip to the end of my video where I talked about this match happening. But also, it got me intrigued enough to want to order AEW Revolution on Sunday, March 7th. So, you know, even though people like me may not watch it all the time, it doesn't mean we're not intrigued by what they do. I mean, heck, with Paul White being signed, it got my attention. I was like, whoa, when did this happen? I thought he was still part of WWE. Because the last time we saw him, it was Legends Night on Monday Night Raw about a month ago or so, and he was confronting Randy Orton, or Randy Orton was confronting him behind the scenes, or by, you know, backstage, and then that was it. And now all of a sudden he's with AEW. So, you know, so look, again, I may not watch it all the time, but I, but I don't see AEW as being a niche product. I mean, yeah, I do see comparisons to what everybody else has talked about and brought up in the various discussions, but I don't see it as a niche product. I just see it basically growing. It's trying to grow, you know, and, and try to establish its own identity. And, you know, when you have someone like Tony Khan behind the scenes, you know, being a wrestling fan himself, you know, and basically allowing, you know, all kinds of variety match types and variety of different, you know, you know, match wrestlers, you know, be part of his company, as well as he's opening the door to allow other talent to come in and, and compete, that's saying something. I mean, last night on AEW Dark, Brian Zane of Wrestling Regrets, a friend and, you know, associate, the Wrestling With Regret YouTube champion and the United Wrestling Network TV champion, Levi Shapiro, made his debut on Dark. And whether or not he gets signed to an AEW contract, that's up in the air still. But hey, if he gets signed to an AEW contract, who's to say it doesn't open the door for Brian Zane to come down and accompany, his, accompany him and his manager? I'm just saying. And again, you wouldn't expect... And again, this is why people like AEW. Because it uses something like Dark. And eventually it's new... Um, 
show coming up called Elevation, I think. I think that's the new one they got Big Show commentating for. Or Elevate. You know, these are the kind of things that people like about AEW, that they're utilizing these kind of shows, you know, even though they're on YouTube, to allow the you know, newer talent that probably wouldn't get an opportunity elsewhere, WWE for example, to shine and, you know, show what they can do without being brought in to be jobbers, if you will, or enhancement talent. But the point I'm getting at is this. You know, there might be similarities, there's no doubt. You know, but I look at the fact that all AEW is doing is they're growing. They're trying to establish their own identity. And by mixing all this together, they're trying to create that identity. You know, again, there might be similarities, that is true. But they're also trying to create an identity that makes them a true alternative to everybody else. And if partnering with various wrestling promotions in the country and around the world helps them do it, that's fine. If, you know, bringing, if, you know, once in a while or on a, several occasions, allowing wrestlers to go out and have these kind of, you know, matches that you would normally see on U.S. soil, um, you know, if it, you know, if it takes them putting those kind of matches out there for them to have, have and get people watching and get people talking, then so be it. Again, look, again, I understand where people are coming from when they say AEW is a niche product or why they don't like it because of this and that. But again, I think it's all about trying to establish their identity. And think about it this way. When they're bringing in these former WWE talents, you know, they're not putting them, you know, face first in front of you and saying, this guy's going to be our world champion, or at least making it evident from the beginning. They're basically having them earn their shot just like everybody else. You know, they're not doing what WCW did by basically making it obvious when they signed Randy Savage after Hogan, you know, that he was eventually going to become champion, and he did. You know, they didn't make it evident when they signed Bret Hart that he was going to become champion, and he did. You know, they're making these guys earn their opportunities, and I, that's what I like about it. That's what I'll give them respect for. Again, like I said, I can see similarities, but I think that's what's, going, I think that's what's making AEW intriguing to a lot of people. That they too see the similarities that people disdain them for, that they hate them for, but they see it basically being as part of that growth, that growth that they have that's allowing them to create their own identity. So, again, I can understand the disdain and the hatred that some people have for AEW, but I think it's all part of a growing period. And, you know, we'll just have to let, and you know what? We'll just have to see what AEW does in the future. You know, how they grow oh, from what they're doing now into something possibly more, more um, you know, more appealing and more like a, a hybrid of what fans would want in an alternate wrestling uh, product, if you know what I mean, when comparing it to WWE. But let me know what your thoughts are. Why do you think AEW gets so much flack by a lot of people in the wrestling community, even those on the inside and stuff? What are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about that? Do you think AEW is a niche product, or do you think they're just growing still and they're trying to, you know, find a still find that footing and identity that allows them to be a that pure hybrid mixture of rest of all kinds of wrestlings, of wrestling styles and com styles and matches that people are fans of. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Comment if you like. I'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Also, chime in in the live chat during the premiere. And I will talk to you all later. God bless. Take care. I'm out.